Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Good morning, Russell. Good morning, Good morning, everyone. And we say, Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for now, and we thank you that we are here with you. There's no other place we'd rather be. We thank you, Father, for the good night's sleep the peace that you pour into our body, that you refresh our flesh in the morning, energized and strengthened to begin a new day, to look up to all the challenges. And you bid us come to you at the start of that day, that we can acknowledge your presence at the start of this day, at the start of every project, at the start of every new piece of work we undertake in our profession, in our career, in our relationships, in our families, and in our ministry as well, Lord. We come to you emptying ourselves in surrender, placing all that we are, all that we have, including all our challenges, our problems, including all our crowns, all our achievements. And all of these, Lord, we place before you that worship you together with us. Every challenge in every form of wickedness that sits in our life as well. Let it worship you right now along with us, Lord, everything that we have taken up in the flesh. We surrender all of those crowns before you. And we ask for forgiveness, Lord. We come to you in surrender, knowing that you fill us with your peace and your joy, knowing that you are a loving Father that has loved us with an everlasting love, who is ever willing to forgive you, renew your mercy for us every morning. And you are ever willing to pour grace that grace into our lives that strengthens, fortifies us. The wisdom that opens our eyes to see the truth and know the difference and then to choose wisely. You give us that understanding, Father. It comes out of communing with you and with your word so that when we meditate on it, chew on it, digest it, understand it, and then apply it through that wisdom that you have poured into our hearts. Then we shall make our way prosperous. And then we shall have good success as your word in Joshua 1.8 says. So we thank you, Father, for that peace and that joy that you pour into our hearts. And we share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not know you, with all those that do not want to know you and have turned away. We share it with all those for whom... We are praying this day and we raise up on our platform of answered prayer that you have given us, Lord, at this altar, knowing that you, O Holy Spirit, pray with us there. And we ask for a quickening in each of their spirits, especially the ones that have no one to pray for them. That their eyes are open to see you and that their hearts are quickened and turned towards you, drawn towards you. For unless you draw them towards you, Lord, they cannot come. In the flesh, out of the flesh, we cannot come. It is only you who quicken our spirit and draw us near. So we ask you, Father. And as we make our prayer this morning, raising all of these up, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator. The one who is always faithful. The one who said heaven and earth shall pass, but my word shall not pass unless it is fulfilled. And you gave us that word. 
You are the preserver of men. And we pray in the name of that word, Jesus. The one who enriches us in all utterance and knowledge. The one who is our daily bread feeding our spirits. In whom are hidden all those treasures. The one who shall judge the quick and the dead. The one who is the way. The one who is our rock, our foundation. The Lion of Judah. The King of Kings. And we pray in the name of His Spirit. The Spirit of the Living God. The Hand of the Creator. The Scepter of the King of Kings. The Lord who in the midst of His people is mighty and only does wondrous things. The one who changes the times and the seasons. The one who is the father of all spirits. Every spirit in the universe is subject to him. It is he who reveals the deep and secret things of the father to us. It is he who quickens us in our spirit. It is he who has made his tabernacle within our body. And now gives life to that mortal body. The same one that raised Jesus from the dead. When he spoke into his resurrection. And you bid us speak into every circumstance. Into every dead bone situation, Lord. That there might be a resurrection there as well. This is a message for someone here today. Speak into your dead situation. Call your resurrection. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you bless us with that gift of prayer, your system, your ordinance put in place, that we might legally be able to authorize you to step into every circumstance that we need help with. You have also blessed us with the help in the form of angels and destiny helpers. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you always complete everything, every good work that you have started in us. And in every circumstance and situation, you work for the good of those who love you and whom you have called according to your purpose. Jesus, locate us in your mercy. Locate us in your love. Take all of me and give me more of you, Lord. Until I am consumed by nothing else. That realm of Galatians 2.20, let it be fulfilled in each of our lives in the name of Jesus. We also put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy and perfect will for our lives, Lord. We plead the blood of Jesus over every member of every family that is part of this prayer group and everyone present here. We declare that blood as our hedge of protection in the spirit. We plead the blood of Jesus over our homes, over our assets, over our businesses, over our family members, over our finances, over our jobs, over our investments, over our careers, over our going in, over our coming out. Every part of this day, Lord, that we are connected with, we plead the blood of Jesus there. And we anoint every aspect of our life with that blood of Jesus. As we meditate, on our personal journeys, remembering what happened to the Israelites when that blood of your covenant back then, when you advised Moses to put the blood on the doorposts, 
Let there be a Passover of all forms of wickedness, Father, this day. On the lives of all those that are part of this prayer group. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I declare divine exemption and I command that angelic protection in the mighty and all-powerful name, the name above all names, the name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord. From Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. It will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we sent it. And we send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. You give us that right to choose. We ask for the wisdom and discernment to choose wisely. The power of life on our tongue. Today, I'd like to start a new series on a short mini series on and reflecting on one of the key reasons for unanswered prayer, unforgiveness. When we don't forgive others, why is it so important to forgive others? And the hint here is it is not so much, it never was so much about the others that did something to you or how they made you feel. It is more about you. Now, the first thing to note here is forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting, condoning, or excusing the harm that was done to you. It also doesn't necessarily mean making up with the person who caused that harm. It is about bringing yourself peace by letting that hurt go. By not letting it bother you anymore. By not giving any external factor, person or thought, a suggestion, any control over how you feel and how you should live your life in a limited way. You take away that control from them. And instead to allow yourself to focus on yourself and to help you get on with your life. So why should we forgive them? And these are five notes that I have made on this subject here. We shall look at the personal angle of it today and tomorrow we shall look at the spiritual angle then. So the first one, when you forgive someone, you forgive yourself. You free yourself from guilt, from shame, from holding a grudge, bitterness anger, all of those negative emotions that you feel as a result of what you have been through. You forgive yourself. You let yourself go. Number two, forgiveness extracts you out of the victim mode. You no longer 
will have to live like the victim. It breaks that bond. And to quite an extent, in many cases, even a negative soul tie. Or at least paves the way for that negative soul tie to be broken. And we must break it. Negative soul ties can come out of atrocities that may have been done by another person on you as well. One of the examples of that in, in extreme circumstances as well is that of rape. It can still create a negative soul tie and open a door for wickedness for demons to enter. Number three, forgiveness frees you. Take back your power, your energy, your emotions that was once invested in how someone else made you feel. Take it back. Take back that control. Let your joy be restored. Do not let it be stolen and continue to be stolen every single day. If they are not repentant, then by you not forgiving them, they are not losing their joy in any case. So why are you spending your joy? What are you spending it on? Is the question you need to ask yourself. Is it worth it? What are you gaining from holding on to it? You can weigh out all the pros and the cons. And the negatives will be higher. Positives may not be significant either. We need to evaluate that circumstance and think, what am I benefiting out of this by holding on to it? Number four, forgiveness helps restore health. When negative soul ties, thoughts that drain your energy are removed. Then you have peace of mind. And we all know that in this day and age, that peace of mind is so critical to our health. You see so many people struggling with health issues like heart problems, blood pressure, all sorts of circumstances due to a lack of that peace. Forgiveness, though not a medicine physically, emotionally, does help bandage those wounds and bring back all that was once lost, your health. Your health starts to get better. And number five, forgiveness helps you move forward and onward with your life. In the physical realm, and as well as helps you pursue your life in the spiritual realm, on the spiritual path. where unforgiveness would have posed like a roadblock. And today I'd like to just read, before we conclude, a passage from Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 to 35, where Jesus gave us a story or a circumstance on 
unforgiveness. So Matthew chapter 18, Matthew chapter 18 was 21 onwards, okay. The parable of the unmerciful servant. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? That's a common question we ask as well. When people keep on troubling us. And he asked, is it up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 70. In some versions, it says 70 times seven. Here in the King James Version, it says 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king. Now, when he says kingdom of heaven, this is how it works in God's system. It is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold in order to repay the debt. Before we progress here, if Jesus is saying this is what the kingdom of God is like, can you imagine that your unforgiveness affects you, your wife, and your children? Or you, your husband, and your children? Think twice before holding on. What is it that is at risk here? Verse 26. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt, and let him go. Don't we get down on our knees and pray, God, have mercy. Have mercy, I made a mistake. And God says, okay, I forgive you. Jesus shed his blood for that purpose. Verse 28. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins, not 10,000 bags of gold anymore, just a hundred silver coins. And he grabbed him and began to choke him for a much, 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 and I can keep on saying much, smaller debt, much smaller problem, much smaller harm that he would have done to you. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. Don't we condemn others as well? We want forgiveness for our big mistakes. And yet for someone else, we're not willing to pardon the smallest thing. He said this to me. She did that to me. She took what was mine. And it gets worse and worse if the relationship gets closer and closer. If they are husband, wife, or siblings fighting over property then. We throw them into prison. We accuse them, don't we? And when the other servant saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. 
the wicked now he's referring to the one that is unforgiving he said i cancelled all your debt because you begged me to shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as i had on you in his anger the master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured in some versions it says to the tormentors until he should pay back all he owed and then jesus concludes in verse 35 this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart from your heart not just lip service from your heart and it's interesting that he said brother or sister knowing that the closer the relationships get the bigger it is the more difficult it gets the hurt is more but the bigger is that challenge to forgive as well so what is god really wanting us to do here unforgiveness prevents a person from receiving deliverance and uh, we'll touch on that tomorrow even if the unforgiven one is dead you saw that in verse 34 of the passage we just read it said the unforgiving one is to be handed over to the tormentors the demonic spirits <clears throat> when you look at what was written in malachi 3 verse 10 onwards the devourer is what comes up there who eats up everything that is in your hand so it means utter destruction the devourer here on earth and then you still got to face the judge what we saw in the passage there where he said so will my father in heaven treat you we come under the law now there is no longer grace we can plead by the blood of jesus forever and we say no longer under grace you come under the law becomes very critical and scary when you think of it that way and they hand it over till they pay what they owe are you seeing why jesus taught us in the prayer that he gave us the lord's prayer where he said forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted to us as we forgive not forgive us and then we'll think about it it is collateral it goes hand in hand and tomorrow we shall look at the spiritual angle of this now those very same five points that we touched on father in the name of jesus i pray that this revelation set us free from that wickedness of thought that has been planted in our hearts based on emotions based on physical perceptions not based on what your word says not based on what your spirit teaches us that our eyes be open to see the difference in that truth lord and hold on to what you have given us as the eternal truth so that when we make that our way of life then we walk in your light 
then we walk with that hedge of protection around us. And no accuser can point any finger at the one that walks with you, Father. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. For all families that are battling separation and division. Especially divorce. We pray for all families, Lord. We pray for everyone that is under any kind of yoke, under any stronghold in their lives. That by the blood of Jesus, every such stranglehold of darkness be broken right now. Especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, poverty and ignorance of your ways and your word, Lord. Let your light be revealed and shine through the darkness. That light which the darkness cannot comprehend, but that light which liberates, which sets your, your people free. We pray also, Lord, for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends. Especially those that are not yet saved. As we cover them by the blood of Jesus, we ask for that gift of salvation to come to them today. Draw them towards you, Lord. Quicken their hearts. Father, we thank you that you have heard us and you always hear us. As we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe, Lord, this prayer is an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift of tongues, to release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over in all sincerity. Let us make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank Jesus. you Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Marasinta <laughs> <laughs> 
This morning as we were praying, the image that, that I was given was Jesus' scourged and crucified face from the cross. And the words he said, tell them to forgive. And the scripture I've been given is from 2 Corinthians 2, 9 to 11. For this is why I wrote, that I might test you and know whether you are obedient in everything. Anyone whom you forgive, I also forgive. What I have forgiven, if I have forgiven anything, has been for your sake in the presence of Christ, to keep Satan from gaining the advantage over us, for we are not ignorant of his designs. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord explaining it very well to us. The importance of unforgiveness. We have two more scriptures that are shared in the chat. Matthew 5 verse 7. The first one quoted from the NIV. which says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And the second one is from Acts 3 verse 19 and 20. Quoted from the English Standard Version, ESV, where it is written. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, these morning encounters with the Lord, Brother Savio's powerful reflections, the daily rosary and divine mercy sessions, and the Friday Bible teachings, please share that gift, that blessing with others as well. Share links to Zoom and YouTube for them to join and invite them. If they are not able to make it at those times to the live sessions, they can also listen to and pray with the recordings. It is the same presence of God that is available even during the recording years later as well. These recordings are available on our YouTube page, Facebook page and on our Spotify podcast channel. Also a reminder about our Bible study topic for this Friday. The topic is the power of a renewed mind. We will learn that where the mind goes, the man follows. We will also learn how to renew our mind and the importance of Bible study in achieving a renewed mind. It's a very crucial topic that will help you change the way you see things and therefore help 
change the way you pray. Please share those links. We'll send them. We'll post them on all our platforms today. Please share those with others. Invite them to come this Friday and gain this new lesson that will help them. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Thank Russell. You, Russell. God, bless God bless everyone. everyone. God bless everyone.